And we're back. This is the Sanchez Show, the sports podcast influenced by hip hop. Every now and then we get into some pop culture. We most definitely get into these social issues, which we're going to talk about again today. It is Monday, July 6th. Hope everyone had a safe holiday weekend, however you decided to spend it. Um, We're still in quarantine, man, but that doesn't stop people from getting outside and letting on fireworks till 3 a.m. every night. But it's neither here nor there. Again, this is The Sanchez Show. I am your host, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. It's Legend in Two Games completely spelled out. L-E-G-E-N-D-I-N-T-W-O-G-A-M-E-S. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you got any ideas, sports content, sports debates you want to have with me, let me know. I always open up the platform for anybody who would like to join me and get into some of these sports topics. But with that being said, man, we got to get into the biggest news of the day. It's NFL-related, and it is the new contract of Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP, uh, league MVP from last season. He is considered by many, including me, the face of the NFL now. And I thought he was the face of the NFL before the new contract, but he's definitely the face of the NFL now. Um, News broke a couple hours ago about a 10-year extension that he would be signing and I wanted to wait till the terms came out before I gave my opinion on it because I had a certain number in mind that I was already expecting to see and not only did we see that number we exceeded that number uh it looks like it is a 10-year extension for 450 million dollars now don't get it twisted that does not mean it's just a 10-year contract because he still had two years left on his current deal with the Kansas City Chiefs um two years remaining at about 27 million dollars in total So in actuality, this contract with the current years he still has on is actually makes him a chief for 12 years at four hundred and seventy seven million dollars. There's also incentives built in this contract or this extension could potentially get him over five hundred million dollars by the time this contract is over. It is a massive, massive contract. It is a major commitment by the Chiefs and also by Patrick Mahomes. And I think it's a win-win for both sides. Um, I wanted to wait, as I mentioned, till I saw the details. The only thing we haven't seen yet is the actual guaranteed money. Uh, there is some news floating around that uh, there is an insurance policy or injury insurance policy on this where he would still be guaranteed at least $170 million of that contract if he were to get injured. Um, but again, I don't know the exact details if that takes effect immediately or if he would have to fulfill a certain amount of years on that contract to at least have that insurance kick in. Um, also I haven't seen what the exact guaranteed money on this deal would be, which is very important because, uh, for those of you that may not follow the NFL or know enough about the contracts, the NFL is the one sport where whatever you sign for does not mean that it's fully guaranteed. There are always clauses and incentives built in there, uh, that protect the team on the back end. So we haven't seen that. However, this is a win-win for both sides. And as I mentioned, I wanted to wait because I wanted to see how much he was going to make. We knew already that he was going to set the new benchmark for NFL starting quarterback salaries. The question was going to be, would he get upwards of 40 plus million a year? In this case, he's looking at 45 million. Could he possibly get to 50 million? Um, I also want to see if there are some sort of out clause um, for him. We normally don't see it in NFL contracts. But again, because of the length of this contract, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he negotiated an out clause. Keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes is only 24 years old. So to make a 12-year commitment to a team basically takes him off the market for any uh, part of his prime. He would not be a free agent. He would not have the opportunity to seek out other opportunities with teams. So he is committing to the Chiefs pretty much for the duration of his career. Most quarterbacks don't play beyond 36. And I know Patrick Mahomes is a very special player, but let's not get it confused. What we're seeing from Tom Brady and Drew Brees, that is the exception. That's not the norm. Um, so for him to commit and say, I'm going to be here till I'm 36, he has taken himself completely off the market, but I don't blame him. At that number, um, at that annual salary, it makes perfect sense. We've also got to keep in mind that in the NFL, it isn't always the smartest investment to make your quarterback the highest paid quarterback because then it becomes very difficult for you to surround him with talent. In this case with Patrick Mahomes is actually the opposite because, again, this new extension would not take effect for at least another two years. So on the first two years of this thing or, or the next upcoming years, I should say, they're going to still have him at a price tag um, that's far below market value for his talent. They'll be able to keep Tyreek Hill in the fold. They'll be able to continue to put pieces around these guys. Um, Travis Kelsey got his deal. Chris Jones will be getting his deal very soon. Um, you know, they got to make a long-term commitment to Teron Matthew. So they'll have the opportunity to keep the roster intact and continue to keep talent around him for the next two years before he shoots up to that $45 million a year mark. So that's the first significant thing to remember on this. The second thing is, I firmly believe now that the Chiefs must have a plan in place for when Andy Reid steps away. Andy Reid is in his mid to late 60s. Um, I, I would have to assume that Patrick Mahomes would not make this type of long-term commitment to the organization um, unless he knew, one, that Andy Reid is going to stick around for most of this uh, contract or if they've already got a, a replacement in place on their current coaching staff, who I think could be Eric Bieniemy, who's the current offensive coordinator. And that's significant because just look at Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Look at the struggles he's had uh, with a new coach and trying to find a system that matches his talent. Granted, the Packers went to the playoffs, but we saw immediately their new head coach drafted the quarterback he would like to see run his offense. So if you're Patrick Mahomes, you've always got to keep that in the back of your mind. You don't want to get pushed out. You don't want to be one of those guys that becomes the odd man in the room because the coaching staff is no longer on your side. Kind of happened to Cam Newton as well. New coaching staff's coming in. Cam Newton gets pushed out. Granted, injuries were involved there, but that also played a factor in it. When you're not the coach's guy, when you're not his hand-picked quarterback, you become very expendable. And so for Patrick Mahomes, making this commitment leads me to believe that he knows either Andy Reid will be around for a majority of these next 12 years or that the potential replacement for head coach Andy Reid is already on the coaching staff. So that's something else to consider here. For Kansas City, this makes a lot of sense because for a number of years, they were trying to find their franchise quarterback and they finally got him. Uh, secondly, it was no secret that his contract was going to set the market. It was going to set the new price tag for what premier quarterback talent should be paid. So as opposed to waiting this thing out, as opposed to waiting until he was in the last year of his deal, they figured out a way to compensate him now what they feel he should be worth. But finding a way, again, to make it to a point where it doesn't handicap them in their salary cap this year. So that's very smart of them. We knew Patrick Mahomes was going to get paid. We knew he was getting it back. But no need to wait this thing out. No need to drag it out to the point where it gets ugly and then you wonder if you could fix it. We kind of saw it with Kirk Cousins 
and Washington. We're seeing it right now with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And not to compare those guys' talent to Patrick Mahomes, but you never know what can happen if you wait to the last minute to get a deal done. So this was very smart by the Chiefs. I applaud them for this. Again, they left themselves a little bit of flexibility now where they can shore up the other supporting cast players around Patrick Mahomes. They've got their franchise quarterback on a record-setting deal. It is the highest uh, salary contract in sports history. It surpasses what Mike Trout signed last year in baseball. Don't get me wrong. This is a baseball-style contract. You don't see NFL players sign 10-year contracts. This is a a Major League Baseball style of contract that they signed. Um, And I think for Kansas City as well, on the back end of this deal, they're going to come out very well. Because by the time Patrick Mahomes starts actually making $45 million a year, I think that will no longer be the standard for quarterbacks. I think it will surpass it. And for people, again, who may not understand the dynamics of quarterbacks being paid in the NFL, you don't have to be the best quarterback to be the highest paid quarterback. You just need to be a free agent at the right time. It's the reason that Dak Prescott is fighting so hard for his contract right now. He's trying to set the market. Um, two years from now, we got to remember, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson are going to be up for their new contracts. So there is possibility that if Patrick Mahomes is the highest paid quarterback three years from now, it won't be much of a difference between him and what Lamar Jackson is getting and what Deshaun Watson is getting. And that's very important because, again, at that time, the salary cap would have gone higher and now his $45 million won't look as shocking. It won't be as, a, as crazy of a number to look at because there will be other guys who will be within that range. So the Chiefs did a great job. Patrick Mahomes, I think, did a great job. He, he's got an insurance policy built into this thing. I still want to see what the incentives and the guaranteed money will be, as I mentioned, because there's potential for this contract to get as high as over $500 million, which is just crazy to even think about. Um, but what the young man has done in two years has been remarkable. And he set the league on fire and he has set himself up in a position now as the face of the league, as the face of his franchise um, to be the highest paid quarterback. And so my I tip my hat to him and his agent for getting this done. We also got to remember Patrick Mahomes is going to make a lot of money, a lot of endorsement money. All right. It's, it's a matter of time before we see the Patrick Mahomes sneaker line, the apparel line, the commercials, the endorsements. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to do all those things. He he crosses over in ways that most quarterbacks cannot. Um, yes, he is mixed. He's interracial, um, but he can identify either side. Um, his style of play, um, you know, the the hair, uh, the arm sleeves, all those things play into the appeal of what this young man brings to the NFL. And, and the NFL is very lucky that they've got a young man like this that they can transition from Tom Brady over to Patrick Mahomes to carry the torch for the league. So let's not forget, like I said, he's not just going to make a lot of money on the field. He's going to make a bunch of money off the field. And as I said to start this this uh, this convo, the only negative I can take from this is just the length of the contract because it, it never will give him an opportunity to be a free agent again. So he's got to hope that Kansas City does the right thing and continue to put talent around him, um, which I think they will. So far they've done that, and I think they will do that. And this signing – shows their commitment to him. So I, I I highly doubt that they'll now start stripping talent away from the team. Um, but that's the only that's the only negative if if we want to play devil's advocate is that at 24 years old, signing this 10-year extension, which ultimately puts you under contract for 12 years, you would not be able to hit the market until you're 36. And again, as I said, most quarterbacks don't play that long. So he was able to secure the bag. He's set for life. 
his children, his grandchildren, his family set for life, man. Shout out to him. Um, and we're looking forward to great things from Patrick Holmes this year. And uh, we're going to stay on some NFL talk, too. But before we do, man, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast, The Sanchez Show. Follow me on all social media platforms. Legend and Two Games completely spelled out. L-E-G-E-N-D-I-N-T-W-O-G-A-M-E-S. Um, we definitely got some more football talk. We got uh, some baseball talk, too, because we got some big news from, from Major League Baseball today. But we we've, we want to transition using um, President Trump's tweets because he had a lot to tweet about today. For those that may have missed it, uh, he tweeted that the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians were buckling to the demands of, of society and changing their name and that they shouldn't have to change their name um, because they have such great history. Again, an, another situation where our president isn't uh, really understanding what's going on. He's just tweeting. He's just ranting and raving. Um, the names are insensitive, and I don't see why anyone uh, wouldn't be able to notice that. But again, we're talking about a guy who's very incompetent at everything else he does, um, so we shouldn't be too surprised. He also threw some shots at uh, Bubba Wallace, NASCAR driver who, who I've spoken about in previous episodes, and uh, basically said Bubba should apologize um, for causing such an uproar in NASCAR. Uh, called the finding of a noose in the garage that day as a hoax. Um, again, uh, Bubba Wallace, I support you, bro. Uh, I, as I said before, you are facing challenges that no other athlete in any other sport has had to face over the last 30-plus years. Um, again, President Trump not having all of his information, and we shouldn't be surprised because he, he's, he seems to be misinformed a lot of times. Um, Bubba Wallace was not the one who reported the noose in the garage. That's first and foremost. Bubba Wallace didn't make a big stink or complain about the noose. Uh, his team was the one who noticed it, who reported it to NASCAR, and then NASCAR alerted the FBI. So that's the first thing. So let's not make it seem like Bubba Wallace reported this thing to create a media firestorm or he 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 reported something inaccurate. He didn't report anything at all. That's first. Uh, secondly, the pictures have been circulating online and there, it is a noose. Um, and for a president who's on Twitter so much, I'm surprised he didn't see the picture himself. But it was a noose. Uh, it was a rope hanging from a latch in a garage. And for those that try to say, oh, there was ropes in every garage. No, no. There was a rope hanging from 10 different, well, 11 different garages, including Bubba Wallace's that day. Out of those 11, only one of them was tied in a noose. And that happened to be the one in his garage. Um, and, and then back to a point I made previously, let's not overlook the significance and the symbol of the noose. Let's not make it seem like, oh, well, it had been hanging there because I see a lot of people saying that as well. It doesn't matter if, had, if it had been hanging there or not. It's a symbol of racism and it's a symbol of hate. And if there was a swastika uh, spray painted or painted on the wall of that garage, I'm sure NASCAR would have made sure to get it removed. So the fact that it hung there and you expect people to just accept it because it had been hanging there. It's wrong. Um, and President Trump, you're wrong, as you normally are. But we, we've gotten used to it at this point. But it is what it is. Uh, let's transition over to some baseball um, because they did release their schedule today. They will be 
reporting back and playing on July 23rd, which is two weeks away. As of uh, last week, July 1st, teams actually started reporting to this abbreviated spring training slash training camp. Um, a lot of players have been coming out and saying they're not reporting. Uh, David Price of the Dodgers said he won't be there. Uh, Felix Hernandez. Um, there have been a lot of guys who who, who aren't comfortable with coming back. Uh, there have been even some coaches who have said they may not come back. Mike Trout, who's the best player in the league, um, has hinted at he's not fully comfortable and he hasn't determined if he will come back. He has been working out with his team, but he has not officially said if he would play or not. Um, and again, this is a, a major hurdle for Major League Baseball. They have to find a way to get their season started. Uh, we've got to remember that the numbers continue to increase in states like Arizona, states like Florida, states like Texas. Those states have multiple Major League Baseball teams that play out of them. So Major League Baseball's got to find a way to navigate this tricky situation of players who, one, already feel a little skeptical, skeptical about playing 60 games in 67 days, um, but then also the travel involved. You know, we're talking about the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're talking about the Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, Tampa Rays, Florida Marlins. What do those teams do now um, when it comes to their players and keeping them safe? Um, again, I'm just naming teams and cities that have had the recent increases. We're not talking about all the other cities that still have high, a high number of COVID cases. So it's something that Major League Baseball is going to have to figure out. I don't know how they can make their players feel any more comfortable because we know they're not going to be inside of a bubble. Players are going to have to travel. Players are going to have to play a lot of games in a short amount of time. For the pitchers, um, I understand they have multiple concerns, not just COVID, but also the risk of injury. Again, 60 games in 67 days is a lot of baseball to be played. And I know a lot of people feel it's not a strenuous game. And no, it's not as physical as football or as physical as basketball. But it puts a lot of wear and tear on your body when you're trying to play that many games in, in that short amount of time. Um, and I, I'm truly concerned that we won't get baseball this year at all. I would not be surprised if as we get closer to the date, it gets shut down. Um, and the same goes for NFL. I don't want to see it happen. I want those things to come back. But the only sport that I'm really confident in that we're going to see again is the NBA because they're the only ones that have shown a significant plan put in place to execute a season. Having the players isolated in a bubble, being tested, teams that get eliminated have to go home, um, eliminating and, and minimizing contact with anyone outside of that bubble. Those things seem to be a plan that could work. But when you're talking about Major League Baseball, which hasn't even started yet and they want to get a whole season going with 30 teams, when you're talking about an NFL season that can't even start uh, their preseason, uh, let alone training camps, and we're expecting them to get their games in with travel included, going into different cities that are affected differently by COVID and the numbers are different and the travel restrictions are different. All those things become major hurdles that I think could stop Major League Baseball and uh, National Football League from playing this year. But we can only be optimistic and hope it turns around, man. Um, again, subscribe to the podcast. Check me out on social media, Legend and Two Games across all platforms. I appreciate the love and the support. If you have any idea for any content, discussions you want to have with me, I always open up the platform for anybody uh, to join me, man. But with that being said, this is The Sanchez Show, and we out of here.